Hey friends, just quickly, my new book, The Proof is in the Plants, is now available. Get it from plantproof.com forward slash book. Thanks so much for all your ongoing support, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Why Sydney and why Australia is so dear to my heart is because this was the place where I figured out what I wanted to do with my life. The girl I was dating, she pressed the question, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And it just, it, it hit differently and I didn't sleep for three days. I ended up going down to the beach with a notepad and pen, just hearing the ocean and hearing the birds and the sun was shining. It was just like the perfect moment where I can quiet my mind, ask myself, what can you see yourself doing every single day? You know, I wanted to live my own life. We're only here for a short period of time and I don't want to waste any time on doing something that I'm not passionate about. Passionate about. That's Chef Max Lamana, and this is the Plant Proof Podcast. Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. I hope that you've been keeping well. For new listeners, I'm Simon Hill, host of this show, nutritionist, physiotherapist, and author. Please do sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. I grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut. Having a chef for a father, food was the focus. That's where we brought everyone together at the dinner table. I had two sisters and a younger brother, and we were always so active with sports and always running around outside that this was the time for us to come together was when we had a meal. So food was always like this major importance to us as a as a family and as a community. You know, we had a garden in our backyard, so there's times when we were eating, you know, vegetables straight from the ground in our backyard. I remember moments where my mother would say, "Hey, run outside and go grab a couple carrots." We ate everything at a young age, but we, you know, we we focused on the plants too at a young as a kid growing up, we focused on the plants because we knew that there was a lot of nutrition in there, especially being active and being in, involved in a lot of sports. We knew that we were going to get our, our nutrition from that at a young age. You know, at one point we did have animal products. You know, being 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 Italian and French, we definitely had our our fair fair amount of cheese. My father had a couple of restaurants, and one of the restaurants he had was a fast food chain. I never ate there as a kid, but later on, and when I got to you know university, that's when I started eating eating there because it was it was just convenient. But you know, the kids in school and growing up, the kids were eating the the cafeteria lunches, whereas I was having I remember peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or like a protein, like sliced turkey and cheese sandwiches, kind of things like that. I kind of cringe about it because it's, oh, I can't imagine like doing that now. I was in Hawaii actually at the time when I decided I wanted to choose a different lifestyle and consume differently. I was cooking a meal for friends and this couple comes over to me and they asked if I was cooking anything vegan. And at the time I had no idea what they were talking about. I never even heard, I don't think I ever heard of the term vegan. And 
they shared their story with me. And in that moment, I decided, okay, this is, this is the change I needed. You know, it, it, it happened over time. There was seeds that were planted along the way for me to get to the point where I am now. So it happened over time. So it just clicked when they mentioned, oh, we, you know, we live a plant-based lifestyle. We're vegan because it's good for the environment. You know, they were the people that I was talking to. They were huge animal rights activists. They loved animals. And I said, I love animals. I don't want an animal to die. I wouldn't want to see another human being die too. Like we're all, we're all connected. I said, okay, I can, that aligns with me. The health aspects aligned with me. I, let's try this. Let's see what happens when I change what I eat and how I consume because I know the gut, it has a mind of its own. And what we are is, or what we eat is who we are. So the health aspect was a big uh, role in this. And the environmental issues, the impact that we have when we create animal-based products, there's a lot of waste that's behind all of that. I wish everyone the opportunity to, to travel. And I think being in that moment in Hawaii, I think the sun was setting. It was just like this, ah, it was like this aha moment. Everything came to realization. Like it smacked me in my face. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Okay. So in that moment, I said, I just started prepping. I started cooking, but nothing was really cooked yet. And I said, okay, you know what? The whole entire meal tonight, everyone that was in our group, there was about 10, 10 or 12 of us. I said, well, it's going to be all vegan tonight. And they were shocked. They were like, wait a second, what? Because they weren't abrasive. They weren't, uh, they didn't come on strong. Like, oh, we're, we're the vegans. They were kind and lighthearted individuals. And so I said, you know what, let's do all vegan tonight. Let's do it. So it was right then and there. And then, you know, I, I was living in New York at the time. I flew back to New York and that's where I started, okay, I'm not living, I'm not in Hawaii right now. Now I really need to start doing the research. I need to educate myself. That was six years ago. I ran into them back in November last year, 2017. I was in Los Angeles. And I was walking down, I was downtown LA where, you know, not a lot of people are. And I ran into them and I walked into them and I was like, are you kidding me? They're like, they remembered me. We haven't, we like after that day, we didn't really speak, but we remembered each other. And I said, do you guys know what's going on? And they're like, no. Um, and then I shared them. I was like, let's go sit down. Let's go have a coffee or tea and just shared my whole story to like where I am now. And they were very happy. Like I, I think I brought tears to their eyes because they were so happy and they were just blissed out from listening and hearing my story. So at that time, it was six years ago, it was hard to share that information with my friends and say, Hey, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not going to eat this. And I didn't know, I didn't choose the words properly or correctly. I should have just like chose what I wanted to eat and just done with that. You know, if I was out to eat, I, sh I could have grabbed the waitress, pulled her off to the side, you know, Hey, I have a specific diet. Can you cater to my needs? I really appreciate it. You know, anything you do with, you know, a smile and, you know, you come from a kind place, you speak from the heart. I think, you know, other people understand that they can read that, you know, the first holiday back at, with the family, we all had like a big meal. And it was completely vegan, you know, like we celebrate Thanksgiving here and Christmas and all the other holidays, like they wanted to cater to my wants and my needs. And I thought that was very rare from like the stories that I've heard over time 
from other, you know, people that have reached out to me and friends and who are also vegan, they don't have the similar experience. Um, but my family, they were open for it and they consider themselves 60 or 75% vegan now, which is like, oh, that's great. They're making small changes throughout the day. And like, they send me pictures of their food and their lunch. And it's, it's, it's amazing to know that just doing what resonates with you, those actions that you create can go a long way and can impact your immediate friends and family. You know, my family, when, when they saw that I was switching my diet, they were for it. They're like, yeah, let's do it. And then they went right back to their old ways. They didn't typically eat vegan, you know, from that point on. But then, you know, years down the road, I shared them documentaries. I shared them books and articles little by little. They just shared this. And now they're my, <laughs> my mom works at a school now and she sees what food that they're feeding the children. She's like, Max, you would be ashamed at what they're feeding the kids. And I'm like, what are they feeding? And she tells me like animal products. And I'm like, mom, you, at one point you were that person who was eating animal. And it's great to see the shift in perspective in her mind. And she's in her sixties. So she's like, she's not giving up. She's like, you know, my old ways I have, I, I've been eating meat since I was a kid, since I was born and I'm going to do it until the day I die. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I think change is good. And I think you and I can completely uh, agree on that eating more plants is better for your health and, and for the environment. I didn't go to culinary school, uh, self-taught. My father was the chef and you know he would cook meals, food would hit the table. We'd all sit down and before we did anything, you know, we say, we, and I had a great childhood growing up. We were mindful. We would say a prayer. We'd look at the food. He would invite us. It, it became an experience every single time we got to the dinner table, which was fun. He would invite us to smell the food first before we just jump right in and eat it. He would lay out all the spices on the table and say, what spices are in this dish? And we would eat and we would figure out. He's like, there's five of them. There's 10, in, there's 10 ingredients out. What do you see or what do you taste um, in your meal tonight? What are the five that I used? And it, I don't know if it was him encouraging us to understand our palate. You know, now I think I'm like, oh, you wanted us to understand our palate, you know, and make it fun. But I also think maybe it was a tactic to keep us all from yelling and screaming and yelling at one another because we were, you know, I had three three siblings and we we're all relatively close in age, so we we're it was a wild household growing up. So I think he, he was trying to keep us calm and keep us focused on a, on a task. The cooking aspect, when I moved out, I moved to New York City when I was 20 and always cooked. Friends were encouraging me to open up your own cafe and do dinner parties. And you know, I kind of was doing my own thing. I didn't, I didn't listen to them. I lived in Australia for a little bit. I was living in Los Angeles at the time. I met this beautiful girl and she was Australian. And you know, we fell in love and she says, let's go back to Australia. So I decided to go back to Australia. She had a chocolate business. I was making cookies in, in LA and, you know, uh, I was there for a, almost a year. I loved it. I loved it. It was great. We ended up moving from Bondi to Bellevue Hill. So yeah, I love, I love being there, waking up. Everyone's so active, waking up at, you know, five o'clock, five thirty with the sun. And I was cooking in Sydney was managing a couple cafes and restaurants and I was cooking maybe once a week for friends, uh, meeting people who, you know, I was, I didn't know anyone. I only knew 
the girl at the time. So it was a way for me to meet people. And it goes back to my childhood. Why did we, you know, we ate because we love food, but we had food because we brought people, we brought people together with the food. So that was another incentive uh, to meeting people was I'm going to bring people together with food. Moved back to New York. I chose New York because I was closer to home, closer to family. I knew a lot of people I haven't seen in years. I decided to continue cooking. Let's let's keep doing this. Worked in a, a vegan restaurant for a little bit. I was cooking. I was bartending in the same restaurant. So I was back and forth. I was in the front of the house. I was in the back of the house and splitting up my time. And it was great. I had this, it was a great balance. And then one day it just clicked. It just dawned that, okay, do your own thing. Go out and be, you know, I don't, I don't like the word entrepreneur, but become an entrepreneur. Just like do your own thing. Because when I was in Sydney, this is, I mean, why Sydney and why Australia is so dear to my heart is because it, this was the place where i figured out what I want, wanted to do with, with my life. Mostly because the girl I was dating, she pressed the question, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And it just, it, it hit differently and I didn't sleep for three days. And I ended up going down to the beach with a notepad and pen and wrote down a list of 10 things that I can see myself doing every single day. I said, okay, the, just hearing the ocean and hearing the birds and the sun was shining. It was just like the perfect moment where I can quiet my mind, ask myself, what can you see yourself doing every single day? And some of them were cooking, reading a book, meditating, drinking lots of water, like those sort of things that were like just so simple and, you know, generic. And it wasn't, I wasn't trying to attach them to how I can make money. I said, if money's going to come, let me do what I love to do every single day the money will come. The money will just find its way into what I can see myself doing every single day because I didn't want to see myself behind the desk working for somebody else. You know, I wanted to live my own life. This is, we're only here for a short period of time and I don't want to waste any time on doing something that I'm not passionate about. I did write down nature on my list and I had my own reasonings behind it. And I said, okay, like things are going to happen with it. So nature, seeing how clean Sydney is where people are cleaning up and picking up garbage on the street. People, I saw people every single day picking up trash off the beach. And I said, I don't see that in the United States. I don't see that, especially in New York. I don't see that. Coming back to New York was a major shock because there's so much waste that is happening all around us. and. Then I reverted back to that list that I had. I said, okay, what can I do that is going to help this, this issue and this problem? How can I inspire other people? How can I encourage others to just not waste so much? And I came across a young woman's YouTube video. Her name is Lauren Singer, and she goes by Trashes for Tossers. And She's been living no waste for, I think, six years now. And she, it inspired me. It was like the perfect timing to see this because I was like, I was fed up with all this trash and we're just polluting this planet. I wanted to make a change. I wanted to make a difference and it hit at the right time. And, you know, it's, it's funny because the next day later I was working at this restaurant, I was bartending and guess who comes in? 
to the bar and stands right in front of me. Boom. I'm like, the world is sending me a message. I need to respond to how I feel. You know, I approached her and I said, Hey, I know who you are. Let's do something. Let's change this. Let's, she's like, love your attitude. Love, love everything about you. Let's do it. And so we like connected immediately. And at that time I wasn't on social media. So the time that I started social media uh, for Instagram was like the same time I was like, all right, zero waste starts now. (laughs) Everything just aligned perfectly like the time that it needed to be. What can I do to create less waste? The goal is for no trash to end up in a landfill. So that means I may have something that has packaging on it or a sticker or a ticket or a receipt that comes and it just happens, you know, maybe I forget. I'll take that and I'll put it into the jar. My jar has grown since then. You know, it's not about being perfect. It's just being, it's about being mindful. So that first day I thought, okay, I really wasn't drinking water from plastic bottles at the time. I like drinking water from glass. I don't know, it just feels better to me. So that was like, okay, don't buy plastic bottles, drink from glass. I'm like, perfect, done. All right, I'm already doing that. You know, and then the plastic bottle got me into the plastic straws and the plastic bags at the, the stores and the plastic utensils that people would pass out when you know you, maybe you're going to have lunch. I said, okay, plastic, I'm not going to consume plastic anymore because it's going to outlive me. And that's sad that <laughs> this piece of plastic is going to live longer on this planet than I am. So it was that a compost because immediately I said, I have all this food throwing it into a garbage can. I have to change that. So what do I do? And I researched composting and learned what I can do with composting. I was fortunate enough to have a compost bin in my apartment building here in Brooklyn and the New York City sanitation comes and picks it up. So I said, okay, that's covered. I can do that. That's easy. Where can I store this? And I read information that said, you can store your compost if you don't want to have a bin in your, inside your you know, living space because it can you know, sometimes create you know, smells, put it in your freezer. And I had storage space in my freezer. I said, okay, I'm just going to put it in the storage space. I typically change up dropping it off outside my building so the city comes and picks it up or I bring it to the farmer's market, which the farmer's they're glad to take it. They're happy to take it. But they also have a program with New York City that New York City at a majority of all the farmers markets that are happening every single day, there's a compost station. So if people who are listening are in New York City, composting is available to you. So once I started seeing, you know, the small changes, taking no plastic, you know, if I did go out and get a drink and I said, no plastic straws, please, or just say, I don't need a straw. I brought my own container with me. Can you use this instead? You know, the light on their faces, people are just like, oh, wow. Yeah, sure. It's as if they're not, they're, they're not used to this. You know, sometimes they're, I think they, they feel it's, it's strange that somebody is being resourceful, which I feel like it should be happening more and more. First and foremost, be more mindful. Just slow down. Look at what you're consuming because you are what you eat. You are what you consume from the music to the water you're drinking, to the people you surround yourself with. Just be more mindful. And then you can start to see in your life what resonates with you and what's aligned. And to live with no waste or live with less waste, bringing your own bag to the grocery store. 
you don't need to put that t-shirt or those pants in a plastic bag that they're going to give to you. I brought my own bag with me. That's what I always say when I, when I go shopping. I brought my own bag with me. You don't need to put it in the bag. Bring your own container with you for water. You can fill up water wherever. People have, there's water everywhere. You don't need to go out and buy a plastic bottle. Bring a container with you. It could be small. It could be big. You know, if you have food waste, you can put that into that container. Ditch all plastic. Wherever you see plastic, you know, there's the small things like toothbrushes. My, I switched my toothbrush to bamboo and I use a bamboo toothbrush. And don't waste any food. Be mindful of the food that you do throw away, where it's going. Consider composting. The amount of food that we waste here in America, we can end up feeding millions. World hunger would not exist. There we go. I hope you found that interesting, instructive, illuminating, and clarifying. Of course, if you did, please share with your friends and family on the socials. The more people that we can help together, the better. And while you're there, make sure that we're connected. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at plant underscore proof. Quick one before I let you go. I am often asked what supplements I take. Probably one of the most common questions that I get actually. So I finally got around and created an in-depth supplement guide, totally free, that you can download along with a bunch of other free guides at plantproof.com. Inside, it contains information about daily supplements for everyday wellness, along with performance supplements. The daily supplement that I personally take is a multi-nutrient called Essential 8 by NutriKind. This is a product I formulated for NutriKind alongside their team that specifically contains the eight key nutrients that plant-based eaters often fall a little short in. Omega-3s from algae, B12, vitamin D3 from mushroom, iodine from seaweed, calcium, zinc, selenium, and iron. The right forms in the right doses to complement your plant-rich diet. To find out more or subscribe to a monthly delivery, head to NutraKind.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-K-Y-N-D.com. And use the code PLANTPROOF for 15% off your purchase. So in summary, grab a copy of the supplement guide at PLANTPROOF.com. And if you are in the market for a daily multi-nutrient to cover your bases, head to NutraKind.com and use the code PLANTPROOF for 15% off. On that lovely note, it's time to bring this one to a close. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for your ongoing interest in evidence-based nutrition. I appreciate you and I look forward to repeating it all again in a few days' time. Until then, remember, more plants, my friends, more plants.